0: Friday Night Bites. Raw, raw, go team! What a payoff this episode was. I love the mysteries that are being slowly pieced together, like more info about Catherine, to seeing Bonnie's abilities develop, these clues that tie into the characters' larger arcs. It's just a joy to see their relationship dynamics blossom. It's my favorite episode so far. And uh, I'm standing here looking like a little yard troll. Uh, I mean, gnome. Sincerely, Bridget. (laughs)
1: Dear Friday Night Bites, Thank you for killing off Tanner, but if you wouldn't mind making Tyler less of a dick, that would be great. Also, thank you for some great Stefan moments. Sincerely, Nikki. And welcome back to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the joy of going through Friday Night Bites, the third episode in season one. I am one of two hosts, Nikki,
0: with her best friend, Bridget. That's me. While we won't be discussing the details about what happens in Mystic Falls in future episodes, we will be spilling the details about this episode, and you have been warned.
1: Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. And just an extra little note, this episode especially starts off with a heavy scene, so really check those descriptions if you are sensitive to those topics.
0: This is the episode where Elena invites Bonnie and Stefan to dinner, hoping the two will bond. But the evening is disrupted by the unexpected and unwelcome arrival of Damon and Caroline, and a red velvet cake.
1: <laughs> subtle, subtle vampire, very subtle. I also wrote out in the beginning of this episode, this is the episode of Elena trying to get everyone to fall in love with Stefan like she has.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, I think that Damon should write the episode summaries um, because if he did, it would be like, in this week's episode, Stefan tries to play the game of I'm a little human at a high school and I reveal my soul with so many adjectives. (laughs) Oh,
1: well, let's bring this mood down real, real fast uh, with the opening scene, which this time doesn't start with a double homicide. Uh, It starts with Caroline waking up in bed in her underwear and sleeping next to Damon. Yeah,
0: it's very uh very evocative of like domestic violence. I mean, obviously there's like the supernatural theme of like he doesn't react when she like hits him across the face with that lamp. But I, I I love seeing Caroline just like fight back a little bit. It's something that we didn't get to have in anything else. Like Vicky isn't really able to fight Damon. We haven't seen anyone stand up to him yet actually, really except for Stefan.
1: Yeah, it's a really scary scene when she's trying to get out of the room without waking him up and then of course the bed's empty. And- He's in yeah. front of her. Um,
0: She's really vulnerable. Yeah, and he says, This yeah. could have gone a completely different way. And I'm yeah, like, fuck Screw off, you, Damon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. fuck off. Oh, and also Candace Aguilar has a. Uh... Her
1: little star tattoo.
0: Yes, I was about to say that. Yes, <laughs> she has like a little
1: star tattoo or something. That star adorable. tattoo
0: is so cute.
1: I love we both <laughs> immediately to that.
0: The only good thing about this scene is that we get to see her like toe ring and her foot tattoo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But so, one of the things Caroline throws at him is a bloody pillow in which he smells the blood and gets all vamp face and lunges at her, and we shift into a title card.
0: Yes, yeah, single drip of blood from the V. <laughs> and we go to outside the Mystic Falls High School, um, where Cat Graham is wearing like the worst wig I've ever seen um seriously though i it's it's not good
1: yeah and bonnie's done a complete 180 on stefan it seems uh which i'm a little bit confused okay no it makes sense because she had the like weird feeling at the very end after she gave him her number yeah um but yeah she's she's basically a little bit hesitant about stefan now and she says that she she's not saying no but take it slow
0: yeah play the field a nice uh, football metaphor for our football episode i know it's
1: a little upsetting that we get a football episode but we don't get like a big game <laughs> we just get like tryouts. right right the tryouts
0: like are the big game moment which i didn't understand at all i don't understand football.
1: bonnie you know she says this is me expressing concern for my best friend's new boyfriend And it's like, I get that, but from Elena's perspective, like, things are great, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she, and it's like, if you have nothing to go off of except, like, your friend being like, I just get a weird feeling about him, you'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, yes, that's something to take seriously. If
0: you told me that you had a bad feeling about a guy that I was dating, I would, like, really trust you. But then again, I believe in, like, intuition and witches and shit, and, like, Elena does not.
1: I don't know, man. What I do know is we're back at Drug Alley. Woo!
0: Our favorite place. I scored two tickets to the Posers. They're playing at the Rat. I think that's the most punk teen sentence I've ever heard. And I, while I don't blame
1: Vicky at all for the actions of these two guys, I do feel like she doesn't understand how much this is really affecting Jeremy? Yeah, I was
0: going to ask you if you thought it was inappropriate for her to ask him to go to this concert. She
1: makes a comment of, like, you know, he was like, oh, you don't want everyone to know you're screwing the nerdy stoner kid. And she's like, it's not like that anymore. Now we can just hang. But, like, we never saw any sort of clear communication about it's not like that anymore. It seems like she was just making it with Tyler the night before, which in her eyes is, okay, cool, I got Tyler. I don't need you anymore.
0: Oh, that's an interesting read on that. See, I took it like he's saying it was about status, like she didn't want to be seen with him, but now everyone yeah. knows and she's like, yeah, it's not like that anymore because like n- now everyone does know and we can just hang out. So, and so that's oh, that's I how see. I took it was like that it cuz I remember us I talking about their age and I was like, "Oh, so this is like him being like you didn't want to be seen with the stoner geek and now she's like, yeah, but everyone knows anyway, so I want to hang out with you and I'm not going to like feel like it's going to ruin my reputation because it's already ruined right (laughs) which is kind of shitty still
1: yeah and it's still like you can see that jeremy's hurt right obviously and he you know asks like was it just the drugs which i feel like in his position is a valid question it's harsh right but like a little part of him has to be like do you actually like me because i was kind of your secret for a while and then as soon as you get with this other guy like like very clearly she would drop him to be with tyler because that's what she did on the night of the comet if
0: there was something that i could impart to these teens it would be to have a conversation about exclusivity or not, because I think it's fine if she wants to date both of them.
1: Right, but she needs to like ex like have that open, honest dialogue. <laughs>
0: it's
1: almost like these. 15 and 17 year olds don't have great communication skills.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nikki, did you notice that in the background of Drug Alley, there's wood shops? So there is a wood shop. There's like a random wooden structure behind them. It's like half made. And I was like, oh, in our high school, like where there was like the auto mechanic area where people could learn how to like fix cars and it was like kind of outside. Yeah. And like only a very specific clique of kids like hung out there. Yeah. But they loved it. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was the drug alley by any chance, or drug corner or no. whatever. <laughs> it wasn't that by any stretch of the imagination. So going back to Elena and
1: Bonnie, Stefan meets up with them, and Bonnie excuses herself. And she
0: is correctly concerned that Caroline's not answering her phone. She
1: is. And that comes up a couple of times of, you know, this isn't
0: like her. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's the only one that notices, it seems. Yeah.
1: And, you know, Stefan rightly picks up, she doesn't like me very much. And then Elena starts her, she doesn't know you. <laughs>
0: She initiates the dinner invite that is so well described in the episode summary, and Stefan checks his schedule and he's like, well, I had plans to hang out in a cave alone writing in my diary, but I guess I can reschedule that. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: But while this is also happening, Tyler points out Elena and Stefan to Matt, continuing his character arc of being an asshole.
0: He's really goading him.
1: But you know what's great about this moment, Bridget? Matt's saying, what am I supposed to do, Ty? She made her choice. Snaps for Matt. Good job, Matt. Proud of you. Why are you (laughs) friends with Tyler? (laughs) I literally don't
0: understand. I had a thought about that in the scene, actually, Nikki, because I was like, there's kind of this parallel between how Tyler and Matt are friends and how Caroline and Elena are friends. Mm. Caroline is like more jealous, wishes she had a little bit more of the like status that Elena has. And I think Tyler has that feeling about Matt, because Matt is the guy that like people like, he's the captain of the football team. And Tyler gets tannered real hard in this episode. I think he's kind of goading Matt because, like, he's really jealous of Matt. And so he's really rubbing it in his face like, there's your girlfriend, she's with a new guy. Like, it's like the one place where he feels like he can win with Matt because, like, I think there is a little bit of jealousy there.
1: So he bottles up all that toxic masculinity and throws a ball at Stefan, who, of course, spins around with his vampire reflexes and catches it and then throws it back really hard in a great moment that I love. But also, yes, like, yes. the effects make it look so obvious that he's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if that happened in real life,
0: you would be like, oh, so you're a vampire. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, that moment later in the episode where he, um, Stefan pretends not to hear that they're gonna, like, do the buddy pass or whatever. And he totally let Tyler kind of, like, body slam him. And I wondered if this should have been one of those moments. Because, it, it, you know, the vampire secret service would probably... Yeah. The vampire CIA V.C.I.A. would be like, uh, Stefan, this would be one of those moments to uh, not use your powers on this random guy.
1: Right. But if he didn't, then we wouldn't get this lovely moment of Stefan and Elena in the hall where we find out that Stefan loves football, which I love. He
0: he used to. It was a long time ago.
1: No, he used to play a long time ago. He currently loves football.
0: (laughs) I know, but he's dropping these heavy long time ago hints. It's like, Stefan, what'd you have for breakfast? I don't know it was a long time ago
1: it was a buddy three weeks ago <laughs> but i really like this moment because i think that in this moment you know put aside the fact that stefan's a vampire and all of the okay nonsense to come um but in this moment they're really good for each other like they are stefan or elena's pushing stefan to well if you love it you should try out and you know stefan's like what about you like cheerleading like put yourself back out there and it's really sweet, and I love it.
0: And then they go to class, uh, to Tander's classroom, where uh, Bonnie is sketching eight fourteen twenty two. And I pause the screen to see what else she's doodling. She's got like a little crystal ball, all sorts of doodles. She's got a lot of crosses, which is interesting. We haven't seen uh, if crosses have anything to do with vampires mm. in this in this lore, but she's got a lot of crosses drawn on there. And then. These fucking two still have not learned
1: to not talk. So obviously in class, I I, I don't I can't. It just makes me <laughs> so upset at this point because like what we've learned have we not learned especially in yeah. Tanner's class. You also have French and English together, I think. I don't know. Or, we don't see it. Doesn't matter. But <sighs> like what are we doing? But <laughs> the one good thing is we get one of my favorite moments from Stefan where he leans over and he says, "Can't
0: I'm a loner. I want to have a black tank top that says, can't, I'm a loner, in huge letters. (laughs) Me too. We should make them. We should make them and wear them by making an executive Dear Vampire Diaries decision that we are going to have matching t-shirts. Love it. Love it. So I also want to point out that um, Elena, when she says, our team sucks, they could use you, Matt leans in, and I'm like, Elena? Like, the team captain is, like, right behind you. That's kind of rude. (laughs) You couldn't save that for when you're by your locker? Damn. But is it true?
1: We don't know. We don't get to see any more of the
0: football. And Mr. Tanner has outlived his usefulness uh, in giving us any kind of relevant history exposition. I guess the writers decided that he could die in this episode because his fascinating lecture has been reduced to World War II ended in 1945. Elena should know when Pearl Harbor happened (laughs) Again, these kids need to start paying attention in history class. <laughs> I know, and when Stefan's all, like, good with the dates, Elena's so impressed. She's like, yeah, my man's good with dates. Like, we get it. He's a vampire. I am also impressed. I wonder if he was getting a newspaper delivered to him in the cave that he was hiding in by Crow Paul Wesley. <laughs> Crow Paul Wesley would just drop in and be like, hey, man, uh, Civil War's is ha- uh, over. Now we've got a new one. Uh, Just thought you should know.
1: And then... After this moment, where all the, the class applause, which is so
0: unrealistic that a high school class would all, like, break out in applause. for everyone would just be like, ugh, no it all
1: Yeah. So they leave, and Elena's like, oh my god, you're so good at dates. oh my god! <laughs> and Stephen says that it's years and years of crossword puzzles. It's a loner thing.
0: Paul Wesley's sense of humor is so good. He's, like, a very good dramatic and comedic actor, and it's really nice to see him uh, get some of that lightness in there. He's got really good, like dry humor too like he's just very versatile oh my god he shines he absolutely does
1: so we're going to football football practice and
0: tyler gets tannered doesn't
1: it make perfect sense that tanner is the coach of the football team (laughs) so he can continue to be an asshole and create more assholes like tyler totally
0: stefan's on the bleachers being a loner he's like i'll just sit here and contemplate football all by myself that's like trying out right and you know what's interesting, too, Nikki, I wonder if you've thought about this when he's, like, looking at his daylight ring when Stefan's on the bleachers and he's just, like, looking at it. I was thinking about that. Like, what if it just, like, came off during football practice? You know what I mean? Or what if they asked him to take it off? Yeah, you would think they would. <laughs> I don't think you could have rings on there. Yeah. It's a pretty noticeable ring. Maybe he should get a uh, a toe ring like Caroline oh, has. A daylight toe ring. Oh, my God. So then we go over to cheer practice where um, uh, Bonnie and Elena are, you know, sort of welcoming back Elena's presence to the cheer team. And Nina Dobrev is freakishly flexible and good at yoga.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Nina Dobrev's Instagram is a a delight (laughs) because her dog, Mrs. Maverick, Mrs. Maverick, is... The cutest thing in the world. And she has her own separate Instagram. But Nina Dobrev, like, was, like, an Adidas, like, sponsor for a while. And, like, she does crazy yoga and shit. And it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: definitely. When she does that, like, forward fold and she's able to just, like, her legs are, like, right out in front of her. And she just, like, her face goes straight into her legs. I think about that every time I do a forward stretch. And I'm I'm never going to get there. I'm just never going to be like Nina.
1: <laughs> But like we said earlier, Caroline has still not shown up and Bonnie is rightly concerned.
0: Goes along with her like psychic, I can
1: tell what's going on vibes in this episode. Yeah. And Elena invites her over for dinner and she's like, yeah. She's like, and Stefan's coming. And she's like, no.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I would, but I don't want to. (laughs) But she agrees to go reluctantly. And then we go back to the football field and I really love the moment when Stefan Almost answers. Who won the Super Bowl in 1971? He's been dying for someone to quiz him. I looked it up. I looked it up too. It was the Colts. And then we swap back to cheer practice where Damon is dropping Caroline off, and she's got a really pretty, unnecessary scarf on, and uh, it totally blends in with the fashion of the times.
1: Yeah, and Bonnie says, "Oh, that's the the Mister Guy she's been hanging out with," and Lee says, "That's no Mister Guy." That's mm-hmm. Damon Salvatore. Salvatore? As in Stefan Salvatore? He sure is. It's the big brother, in which Caroline says, I got the other brother. Hope you don't
0: mind. Yeah. It makes me wonder how much Damon uh screwed with her mind. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, she she obviously was compelled to not take off the scarf. Maybe he also compelled her to be like you really like me, or like y- you're really into me, or something, because like she's yeah. not gonna, ha- she did not have those feelings this morning.
1: He definitely did in some way compel her to be like, "You're super into me."
0: Yeah, which is like important for me to note, I guess, because this episode had a lot of Caroline being the worst. What we, yeah, like it's it's what we wondered in the in the first episode of like Bonnie and Elena sort of keeping Caroline at like an arm's length, right? And so I'm trying to parse on this episode, like, what behavior of hers is, is that she was, like, compelled and what behavior actually comes out of, like, her own insecurities. Like, I think later when Elena, like, barely messes up during the cheer, like, she's doing very well and she, like, barely messes up the dance routine. And then Caroline's like, go stand in the back or whatever. To like, observe today? We see more of that. Yeah, and, and that's definitely, that's not something that Damon compelled her to do. Like, that's Caroline being Caroline. kind of shitty to <laughs> yeah. Elena. Yeah. And and just being like, I get to be the the one who knows stuff now. And, like, I don't know. She's just not very compassionate in this episode. Yeah,
1: it's a rough one for her. Um, yeah. But before Damon leaves, he makes a point of looking at Elena, who's looking at him and raising his eyebrows and smiling at her before driving away. Yeah, he's got,
0: like, some epic punk or, like, black keys or something playing from his car. He's all, like... I'm in leather and I've I've got my top down. I don't know. Anyway. I'm the bad boy. Yeah, the classic <laughs> bad boy
1: vibes. And we get the only bit of football we're going to get in this episode. <laughs> I can't tell what the hell is going on. I'm a little upset by it. We get a fun montage of Stefan being good at football.
0: Yes. The only reason why I know that is because they're telling me that he's good at football. I have no idea who's who in these <laughs> outfits. I'm just like, okay, people running. So okay.
1: basically it was... Tyler's job to block Stefan from catching the ball, but Stefan keeps catching the ball because Stefan's good at
0: football. Oh! Okay, thank you. Thank you for explaining that to me.
1: (laughs) So Elena sees Stefan doing good at football, and so she wanders off to go watch him be good at football, and she looks a little bummed, and I think it's because... He's being really good at the task that he was going to do, and she's not really digging the task that she was going to do.
0: And she, like, has that moment of, like, feeling happy for him. Like, she sees him, like, patting other guys on the back or, like, them being like, good job. And she's like, oh, he's making friends. But then she's also kind of, like, looking back at the cheer squad and just being like, I don't really belong. And he's finding his belonging. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. And then we learn that he heals super fast because his pinky gets broken and he, like, snaps it back into place. With pretty good special effects, those still hold up.
1: Yeah, it looked pretty good. But in a nice moment, too, after he gets hit, Matt comes over and helps him up. We see another moment of that with Matt, too, where it's made distinctly known that Matt and Tyler are not, they might be friends, but they're very different people. And and
0: that it's kind of like Matt is sort of like a bystander when it comes to Tyler. Like, he's sort of like, he's not going to be directly shitty to you, but he's not going to stand up for you. You know, like, that's kind of where we start the episode at. With him because like Tyler told him he was gonna do something shitty but Matt right. didn't know exactly what it was but he like didn't say like no don't do that
1: so we cut over to the Salvador home always a delight always a delight David asks how tryouts were as he's reading <laughs> Stefan's diary
0: Stefan's <laughs> <laughs> like give me back my diary <laughs> and then David grabs a quill did you notice that like like an old timey quill and I love when he's like btw that means by the way I wonder if Stefan's into calligraphy <laughs> He probably is. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm just giggling and giggling whenever Ian Halders here.
1: This episode in particular was so good at being like, look how awful Damon is, but
0: also you like him, but then look how awful he is. <laughs> right, exactly. And also just like humor all around, like good Stefan and Elena yeah. banter, um, and then Damon just always bringing it so good he's
1: really trying to rile up Stefan he says I've got my own cheerleader now mirroring what Caroline said about Damon um and then he says oh I gotta go Ooh, sweaty palms wish me luck <laughs> which you know he does this awful thing right where he's like he's literally like oh I'm like going I have my own cheerleader meaning like I'm torturing Caroline but then you laugh because it's like... Yeah, he's
0: making fun of the whole teen drama of it all. And then we go to the Gilbert kitchen. With the genocide fridge. The dream <laughs> kitchen. And in this episode, we're going to see Bonnie coming more into her own. And in at the top of the scene, we see that she's like really unapologetically talking about witchcraft even more. Like it's just been like getting a little bit more and more and more. Um, and now she's insisting to Elena that she's like psychic. And Elena is like straight up skeptical about it she's like laughing about it and she has that like i don't want to be a witch moment um and you could tell that like bonnie's really torn because she's also like i don't want to be a witch you know but she's but i'm like But do you do in a way like I can tell that she's really owning that it's real. Yeah,
1: which we get to see perfectly in the scene where
0: Elena's like, oh, I got to find
1: the serving spoons. And Bonnie just says where they are. And she's right. She's like, "Okay, so you've been in this house a million times. But then once Elena leaves, she says birthday candles and she opens the drawer
0: and they are right there. It's super specific. I'm like, yeah, girl, you get those birthday candles. I
1: have no idea where the birthday candles are in my kitchen. I don't even know if I have any. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. And then uh, later on when Stefan has arrived, um, Elena tries to like trot out Bonnie's family as a topic of conversation. And Bonnie gives her this look that's like, don't do that. Like it's it's not an attraction, yeah. you know? It's not like a sideshow thing. And, um, but then right. Stefan is like nice to Bonnie about it. But I want to say that like, even though he's being like a good guy and he's like saying Salem witches were like incredible examples of, individualism and whatever it's like no actually in like real life the sale of witches is like a tragedy because it's like these people were just like hung and it's like a huge miscarriage of justice
1: right but I, I do wonder um we in the current moment of canon don't know much about witchcraft in the vampire diaries which there is a bit more of a history that I feel like Stefan is more aware of.
0: Yeah, you can see that knowing look. When Elena goes, Bonnie's family has a lineage of witches. He just goes like, oh shit. Like you can see him take it deadly seriously. Yeah. Why don't these teenage girls want to be witches? I I don't get I it. I don't understand. I don't empathize. That's not the most unrelatable thing that they've ever <laughs> done know. in this show. But um, I looked it up and it's like, there there were some ideas that came to me in this uh. In this episode, Nikki, that Mm -hmm. I just did some, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not very versed, as Stefan would say, but I did a little bit of Googling and like I looked up things about like black magic because I kept having that term sort of come into my head, which is very, like, in the New Age community, it's very, like, are you a good witch or a bad witch, you know? And I looked it up, and, like, black magic is supposed to be, like, literally seen as, like, the opposite of white magic, which is supposed to be, like, good magic. And and black is, like, equated with, like, evil and, like, for, like, self-interest and, like, the devil's magic, which actually connects back to Salem, um, and the Salem witch trials, which were very much like they're doing the devil's work. This like very toxic idea of like equating black with evil, and then going back to Bonnie saying that her ancestors came by way of Salem, which was very much like about that sort of like Christian colonialist propaganda of like you're doing the devil's work and whatever. Um, you know, Bonnie is a person of color. I mean, we know that Kat Graham is biracial, I think, um, and so she. I think she's the only black person, like really in the show so far I mean the core cast yeah yeah so she's a little bit tokenized here but um it what it means for her to say that her ancestors were in Salem probably means that they were slaves um so it prompted me to look up a little bit about like um indigenous African magic and like how it sort of like formed into a different sort of spirituality um when you know slavery was like big in the U.S. And there are some amazing things happening today to sort of uncover uh, and sort of excavate a lot of that like perversion of um, the sort of like black diaspora of magic and just sort of reclaiming indigenous spirituality um, and decoupling it from like a really toxic colonial propaganda which coded black as evil and like devil worship. so I, I want to bring up that you can look up more about that stuff. Like, I obviously am <laughs> not an expert. I've just sort of done, like, you know, some research. And uh, I found this really awesome site. Um, it's a videographer team. Uh, they're a husband and wife team from the UK, Dalian Adofo and Verona Spence Adofo. Uh They have some amazing e-courses. You can find their site. It's called Ancestral Voices.
1: And we'll put that in the description, too. Yes. So you yes. can look
0: at it. And we'll also put uh, some of Lakeisha Harris's work. You can fund her. She has a Patreon. It's called Black Witch University. And it's all about sort of like reclaiming for modern generations what it means to, you know, be connected to like ancestral work, you know, as a black person. And uh, I just think it's really cool that like there's that kind of stuff out there happening. And it's very connected to what is happening right now for Bonnie, where she's... She's got this, like, idea of, like, okay, I know that my Graham says this, I know that it's, like, my ancestors, but there's a stigma, and you can tell in this scene that, like, she's like, don't talk about it, Elena, because Elena's even weird about it, and Bonnie has internalized that a little bit, and, you know, the other supernatural fantasy shows that we were into at this time, Nikki, like, Charmed and Buffy, they have a lot of, like, white women who are very connected to their, like, lineage of power, and are able to wield that power and I don't think that I've seen like a BIPOC woman really have that in any of these shows and so I think the Vampire Diaries is really special in that way where like we do have even though Bonnie is tokenized as like the one black character that we have right now like she's been given this sort of like thread into her lineage to like tug on and be like what does this mean that I have this power and like what does it mean for me in like as i am now and there's just like actually a lot of real work in the world right now that's happening to excavate that connection um so i think that's really cool yeah that's awesome
1: I love that. Thank you for pointing that out. So
0: then we're interrupted by my favorite blonde cheerleader who's holding an amazing red velvet cake. I would be so happy if Caroline interrupted my dinner and was like, I brought dessert. I'd be like, yeah, I love you. But who did you bring with you, Caroline?
1: The Damon in tow who, you know, Stefan hears him comes on over and Stefan tries his hardest To get Elena to not invite Damon into her home. Because as we know now, these vampire rules include being welcomed into the home. But she does. And he gives
0: a little smirk as he walks right in. Mm -hmm. And Caroline says, get in here first. And we realize that she can't invite him in because she doesn't live there. So we're starting to learn a little bit of the nuance Of how they get invited in. Yes,
1: and as he comes in, Damon remarks on what a beautiful home she has. Because, you know, to anybody else, it's a normal comment, but Stefan certainly knows there's undertones to that meaning. And
0: Elena gives Stefan the side-eye, like, what? And I'm like, have you not learned, Elena?
1: (laughs) Do you not read a room? Really, and like... How many times does Stephanie to be like, my brother and I don't get along. Like, without all the supernatural elements, that's some real shit.
0: But then I'm thinking about the opposite and I'm like, it would be really awkward if they showed up to be like, no, actually, we're gonna... So I get it. She's being sort of socially pressured because he's brought Caroline. Yeah. So then we go to the Gilbert living room and Caroline calls uh, Elena's grieving a blah phase. No, no. Damon did not compel her to say this.
1: Damon says, you don't seem like the cheerleader type, because Caroline's talking about how she's really slow on picking up the routines. Bonnie defends her and says, you know, I'll work with her. It'll be fine. But Caroline, like Bridget was saying, says that she's going through a blah phase. It's just because her parents died. She used to be way more fun. And then she says, and I say that with complete sensitivity, after Bonnie gives her a look of what the fuck are you saying and doing right now? And Caroline's not sorry. And Damon says, We've seen almost every single person we've cared about die. And I'm like, Yikes! That what a bomb. Yeah, normal conversation. You don't say that, which Stefan points out and he says, We don't need to get into that.
0: Yeah, no, you don't. What the fuck? But also, no one reacts to it or asks him about that. Oh, it's more than just Catherine. Every person you've ever cared about Right. They know about their parents. Damon makes fun of Stefan for being like Emerson, but I'd say Damon's got an Edgar Allan Poe vibe with his ravens and his impending doom. (laughs) And then a hard cut to Tyler groping Vicky's ass. So many things that we don't like (laughs) (laughs) in Edwons here. It's a lot. And she is constantly asking Jeremy and Tyler to just not fuck with her while she's working. Respect for Vicky. Right. And then Jeremy's all shitty to Matt and says that Vicky's easy, that he, like, finds it pretty easy. He implies that she's easy. Yeah. And then they have that, like, weird body check. Oh, sorry, Nikki. I know that I'm pretty good about, like, you know, things with my phone and, like, boundaries with my phone. But I did just get a text that looks really urgent. Okay. Do you mind if I yeah, just check my it. phone? I'm really sorry. Okay. You, you know I don't like to do this while we're podcasting, but. Oh, whoa. It's from a number that I don't recognize, but my iPhone is, uh, my phone is suggesting that I put it in my contacts as Jeremy Gilbert.
1: Wild. It says
0: maybe Jeremy Gilbert.
1: Do you want Jeremy Gilbert in your contacts? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I like him.
1: Okay. What does it say?
0: It says, I'm so pissed. Next time I see Tyler's face, I'm going to smash it in. Ooh. Oh.
1: For some advice for you to send to him
0: please do because i don't know what to respond to this
1: hey chair <laughs> i'm just gonna let's just call him but this is what i want to say to jeremy gilbert here he needs to calm the fuck down like okay all right buckaroo we need you to take a breath uh and just relax for a second i understand that tyler fucking sucks do i want you to fight tyler kind of yes do i think that tyler deserves a punch in the face yes absolutely of course do I think that you can win said fight? No, not really. No, no, I don't. Um, so, while he is a okay option for releasing your anger, because, you know, he sucks, um... I'm gonna want you to pick up a different hobby, le- other than trying to have a fight with Tyler. Like maybe boxing, or running, or lifting weights, or something to get some some of that physical energy out of you. And then do something creative, like drawing or singing. You know, it's 2009. You still have a couple years for you to join a screamo band and be really popular. <laughs> um, that won't die out for another couple years. That's uh, a great idea. Right, go to Warp Tour, get into some moshing. What do you think the name of Jeremy's band would be? Oh God, I don't even know. I need to think <laughs> on that one. That's too much responsibility. <laughs> but Jeremy, your generation is full of angsty teens, kind of like yourself. You, you just gotta find a good, a good vessel for this anger, my guy. Uh, you'll be all right. Just don't get your face broken in, okay?
0: Uh, and then Matt blames Vicky for all of it. So
1: here's the thing. Here's my point with this. I don't. While well, I said before, like I don't blame Vicky. I do think that Vicky is partially responsible because of yeah. not of their actions, but for not like, the fact that you and I couldn't figure out what she meant by the like,
0: oh, you know, whatever in the beginning. You're
1: a good point. Jeremy's probably confused. So yeah, I think it's kind of fair to be like, what are you doing? Like, you need to like, because she has been playing with both of them, like. And while that's fine, if everybody's on board, it's not fine if, for example, Jeremy is super involved in, like, Tyler is Tyler, <laughs> you know? like.
0: Yeah, these teams uh... have very... They, they just lack, as you said, the communication skills to deal with the idea of not being exclusive or of desiring to be exclusive.
1: Yeah, also, I still... Don't understand why Matt is friends with Tyler, seeing that he's like, I don't need to impress her. I already won. We're just gonna... Okay, there's some other things Tyler says later that I'm like, Matt. Matt? (laughs) You're really... You love your sister so much and you're friends with this guy that's speaking about your sister this way? What the fuck?
0: Matt's really slacking in this episode, I think. Even at the end, you know, and I know that we'll get there, but like... He sort of, like, the thing that's over the line is, like, getting into a fight with Steph or getting into a fight with Jerem. I'm like, what about what was said about your sister? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm taking the cookie back. You know what? I'm taking the cookie back. Yeah. Take
0: it back. And then we go to my favorite scene. Well, no, my second favorite scene in the episode. The Gilbert kitchen with Damon and Elena putting away the dishes it gives me chills. I
1: remember when we first watched this show and we watched this episode together and you were raving about this scene because you've already seen it and I'd watched it with you and watching it again I'm like I could only think of you and also be like this is a really good fucking scene.
0: Yeah I mean and you know it's interesting because like where we couldn't see Elena read a room before with Stefan and like (laughs) Now she, now all of a sudden she can suddenly just like x-ray see through Damon and be like, so which one of you dated her first? And we actually see some of Elena's like good qualities come out in this scene yep. because Damon is such a foil for her. So like she's got this compassion for him, even though she can pick up on his alternate agenda, but she's just like, I'm sorry for your loss, Yeah. you know? And he sees how sincere she is. And when, when he tells her about Catherine's personality – It's so obvious to us that Elena is not at all like this person that he's describing. No. Even though she may look exactly like her. It's
1: really beautiful to see because I think it's a moment that, like you said, we see a lot about (laughs) Cat... We see a lot about Elena. Um, We also get to learn about... Catherine. We learned that she was beautiful, selfish, and at times not very kind, but very sexy and seductive.
0: Like the the opposite of Elena, essentially. Just like Queen Bee. It sounds like the perfect girl for Damon. It sounds like Damon. And then Bonnie to the rescue. Need some help? Yes, she does. Yeah. And meanwhile,
1: Stefan and Caroline are talking and Stefan knows what's going on here.
0: Yes. Caroline
1: is talking about how Matt's having a hard time moving on from Elena because they were each other's firsts and all of that fun stuff. And Stefan says, that's a nice scarf. Can I see it? Can I see it? <laughs> so Stefan has learned that he has compelled her to not take it off.
0: Yeah, it's like because the the alternate to that moment would be him realizing if Caroline is in on it or not. Right. As Damon said in the beginning, this could have gone a different way. Stefan's looking to see if Caroline is actually like conscious of this And is working with him as, like, to divide and conquer with Elena and Stefan. Because it's been established that Caroline is really interested in Stefan. And she was, like, really wanting his attention. And then kind of we saw her just, like, accepted in the second episode of, like, you know what? I'm going to be interested in other people. And, like, Elena's really into this guy and whatever. And he turned me down and... And then now, here she is back to her old sort of tactics of, like, you have to understand that Matt was Elena's first. Like, they're each other's firsts, you know? Yeah. Laying it on.
1: Damon comes back in, and he compels Caroline to help Elena with the kitchen. Um, in a moment that we see <laughs> how much Caroline is needing to be forced into things. Because yeah. she's a very independent person, and she's like, nah, I don't do dishes. And he's like, for me? And she's like, no, Uh, Yeah. And in this moment, Stefan and Damon are talking and Stefan says, they're people, Damon. She's not a puppet. She doesn't exist for your amusement. And then he threatens to do whatever he wants now that he's been invited in.
0: Yeah. And and in the same way, in the previous scene where we saw a lot of Elena's good um, qualities come out because Damon is a fantastic foil. We're seeing Stefan's good qualities come out. We're like, we didn't really... think he cared about Vicky like there was like a selfish it was like survival quality to him not wanting Damon to like do stuff to her but like he wasn't gonna like stand up for her it was survival for him and now he's like standing up for Caroline in a way that's like you know that that we we see a good Stefan quality which is that like he's he's chivalrous in a way you know we've we've gotten that a little hint of that before and and we're seeing it because Damon is such a good foil for for these great qualities to come out. And then Elena and Stefan are chilling on her bed. Oh. And this is hot, 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 He just, like, tosses that photo album aside and ah ye, She's got, like, a gorgeous white bra on. And then he goes to take off his shirt. And I hate, hate the sound of kissing. Really? You I do? I hate
1: the sound of kissing. Unlike shows and movies, when you hear, like, the lip smacking. Ugh. I hate it.
0: I hate it so much. Do they have to do ADR for that? That's really weird. Probably. I have no idea. You're like, I don't want to think about it anymore That I have to. <laughs> it ruins almost every, like,
1: makeup moment for me because I'm like.
0: Eh. Well, thanks. Now I'm going to be <laughs> hyper aware of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then he tries to take off his shirt. And it's like. Because ah! it's it's Damon. Damon. And then Elena wakes up. And she walks off to the bathroom, and we pan over to her window, and Crow Paul Wesley is like, oh no, Elena, I heard you crying out in your sleep. I'm just checking on you. Are you okay? He's a good guy, that Crow Paul Wesley. Oh, I love Crow Paul Wesley.
1: I'm so excited to see him, because <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to get him anymore. Nice of him to come back from his uh, travels with Brooke. We go into the morning, where Elena is deciding if she wants to be a cheerleader or not, and why does Elena have a picture of herself in her bedroom? <laughs> yeah it's not just her and her friends it's just her
0: i have been in people's bedrooms before where they have just pictures of themselves all around that's it's, weird it's uh it's pretty it's creepy. really weird but you know we see her decide like nah i'm not gonna do this right and i respect that we cut over to
1: stefan who's writing in his diary about whether and he's got a
0: typewriter oh yes i just think that's cool makes me want to typewriter he's
1: writing about whether or not he thinks that damon has any humanity left in him and he wants to know how he can protect her and in this really cool moment he pulls down a little box that we will find out later has a necklace nikki
0: in your opinion do you think that necklace is ugly or awesome
1: I think that it's kind of ugly, mainly because it's paired with a lot of modern clothes. Ah! Did I also own that necklace? Yes. Did you also own that necklace? Yes. (laughs) I also still have the vervain you gave me. Oh my gosh, I'm very happy about that. So do we count this football... It's not a game. It's like a
0: tailgating thing. I it's don't a know. pep rally, of course. It's the third
1: big event of the Vampire okay. Third event.
0: People are a Frisbian. Folks are a tailgating. The football team <laughs> is finding really long pieces of wood to create a bonfire where they're going to burn a, a football player a scarecrow. What?
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. Weird. I'm not a huge fan of that imagery of, of burning a person. I don't know if it's because I have like witch trials on the brain, but i n- not, not a fan <laughs> of that. <laughs>
1: It's weird for me to hear Elena use the word hot. I don't know. I don't like it. I felt
0: the same way. I was like, Nina Dobrev should never say the word
1: hot. It's just weird. But she admits that she's a quitter. Um, And then Stefan gives some good advice. He says, you know, you've suffered a great loss. You should be looking ahead. Um, And they say, you know, as a a unit, as long as one of them makes it, they're good. (laughs) Which I think is very sweet. Um, and he, he says, you know, I hope this isn't too soon or too forward, but I wanted you to have this, um, gives her this necklace that has an herb in it. And he says, I would really like you to wear it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's cute. I love it.
0: It is beautiful. And it's like, when he says you suffered a great loss, you're not the same person that, that just touched me. I was like, yes, this is the thing that I wanted you to say to her in the first episode. And then Caroline pops up, you're not in uniform because? Yeah,
1: literally cut to turn around, there's Caroline.
0: <laughs> Great humor in this episode from Stefan, from Damon, from Caroline. Like, we're having good moments all around. Yeah. And then we've got the pep rally. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are there considering that their team apparently sucks. And even Mr. Tanner says that in the past they've let teams come into town and roll over them. I'm like, this school has a lot of spirit for... <laughs> For a
1: really shitty football team. But you know what, Bridget? Your Timberwolves are hungry. And they've got a new <laughs> wide receiver that's gonna change everything. And Tyler is getting more and more pissed the more he's hearing about how great Stefan is.
0: And it's, Stefan seems genuinely upset that Tyler doesn't accept him. And it, it made me really sad for him because, like, being a vampire doesn't make you immune to rejection. I think he's worried. And then Tyler walks over to Jeremy, who is in the perfect combination of, like, being drunk, there's a cheering mob, the energy of Tyler's bitterness around Stefan, it all combines and explodes in this moment where Jeremy tries to attack Tyler with a broken glass bottle. No! Again,
1: going back to my advice, do I think that Jeremy should have tried to attack him? No. Do I think I might have I in Jeremy's shoes? Probably. <laughs> that's the Aries energy that's just like, oh, go fuck
0: yourself. Also, Jeremy has that underlying anger about having witnessed Tyler assaulting Vicky, and he's, like, the only one who knows about it other than them. Or
1: takes it seriously.
0: Right, right. And more beautiful acting from Kayla Yule, who's, like, standing by silently crying. I think I'm going to crown her the queen of the silent cry of the Vampire Dairies mm. cast. Ooh. And then...
1: Jeremy punches Tyler, um, and Stefan hears what's going on. He comes over to break them up, where he says he's down. You know, more that chivalrous, like, get the fuck off. Um, and then Matt comes to pull Tyler away, but as he does that, Jeremy goes to attack Tyler with a bottle, and he cuts Stefan instead, so Tyler gets pulled away, Elena is, you know, kind of fretting over Jeremy's bleeding eye, or bleeding forehead, and then, you know, admonishing him for drinking, Mm. uh, and then she goes to then fret over Stefan after Jeremy's like, leave me alone, (laughs) Um, where she could have, she swore that she saw him get cut. Um, but as we've seen earlier in this episode, Stefan has fast healing. So he clenches his hand for an extra second. And then it's just wipe off Nothing there, nothing to see. And he has to lie and be like, nope, missed me. That's, it's
0: not me. That's it. He's forced to gaslight her in a way because he can't just be like, I'm a vampire. Right.
1: Yeah. That's why I don't really want to call it gaslighting because he's like, He's not trying to make her think she's insane.
0: Right. But like, but, but for her, it's very invalidating of her reality because she can feel it enough to force her to go to Bonnie and say, what was that bad mojo that you had? Right. And Bonnie says, you know, you want
1: me over with the dinner? Don't worry about it. But she's like, no, really? Like, what what was it? And she says, it wasn't like, I can sometimes see things like I've been seeing these numbers. But this was a feeling. And it felt like death
0: yeah and then and in that same scene um i just want to point out that candace Accola, who plays caroline is a comedic genius and she's like okay tiki it's all wobbly can you stand straight please can someone help tiki i was just like laughing my ass off i know she's being like such a bitch in this episode but i love her so much
1: so Elena is going to her car by herself to put away, like, a sweater or something. Whenever
0: women are walking alone uh, to a place doing something mundane, we've learned something bad is about to happen.
1: Yeah. She turns around and Damon's there because, of course, he's got to sh- surprise her and scare her. And he says that he's hiding from Caroline. He whispers, I'm hiding from Caroline. And Elena whispers back, and why is that? <laughs> And then he says, she talks more than I can listen.
0: And then he says, like, she's still young. And Elena's like, not much younger than you are. Which is funny. How old do they think Damon is? Like, 20? I don't know. Which is still not okay. Like, a 20-year-old dating someone in high school? Yes. No, thank you. Still wrong.
1: Still not good. And then Elena stands up for Caroline. She's like, she might have some really annoying qualities. (laughs) Which I love. Um. But we've been friends, this does make her sound, this does also make her sound young though. She's like, but we've been friends since the first grade and that means something to me.
0: This is another moment where Damon is a foil for like the fact that Elena, even though like she's, she's being honest, she's being straightforward with him. Like, yeah, "Yeah, Caroline does have some really annoying qualities, not going to lie, but like Elena's really loyal and she's like ultimately a decent person who is not going to shit talk someone with someone that she barely knows. Like, I mean, she can do this with Bonnie, you know? But it's like not with Damon when he's he's trying to say like, you know, and and then she calls him out. She says, you know, you do have an alternate meaning behind everything you say and you do mean to make me uncomfortable. And I was just like, oh, this gave me a big love for Elena, you know, and she's showing us how she's the opposite of Catherine. She's really showing us that. And then, of course, she says, I'm not Catherine. And that fucking gives me chills. This episode is so good for Elena. I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead.
1: Before that. You uh, missed the part where Damon literally tries to kiss Elena. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he tries to compel her into kissing him. He says, you want me? And she's like, what? And he's like, "You. Dr- I bet you even dream of me. And... Then he goes to kiss her and she slaps him. Yeah. And she, like you were saying, delivers the best line of, let's get one thing straight. I am not Catherine.
0: Catherine. And that I just, that gives me full body chills, Nikki. Even, even like saying it now and I'm not watching it. It's fantastic. It's great. It's one of the moments
1: I love Elena the most is when she's calling bullshit out. Me
0: too. And unfortunately, we have to leave this badass Elena moment to go back to the football sidelines. which, (laughs) And now Matt actually gets to show his more likable qualities yeah, because he's owning up to what he did and he's like you know there's no excuse um and he's essentially like extending a kind hand to stefan and owning his part and what happened this week and they just give each other this like chivalrous nod kind of you know i think elena has a type yeah well yeah (laughs) white knight chivalry
1: but it's it is a nice scene of like we're saying matt being like yeah like okay (laughs) this has gone too far and then after Matt leaves, Damon, from the shadows, yeah. is clapping and says, rah, rah, go team, yeah.
0: Slow claps him.
1: <laughs> um, he says, ravine in the necklace. He also says that he kind of threatens to be like, you know, I guess he could woo her the old fashioned way. Or he could kill her.
0: <laughs> no, he says, eat her.
1: Or I could eat just her, yeah, eat
0: burr. her. <laughs> oh my god. Gross. <laughs> I
1: hate it. <laughs> Um, And then in another good moment for Stefan, I think, he calls him on it. He's like, no, you won't. Yeah. He's like, You've had centuries to kill me.
0: Yes. Yeah, Stefan's calling his bluff.
1: And he calls out Damon for what he's doing. You know, he says, it's been 145 years since Catherine's death. And you hate me because you loved her and you torture me because you still do. And he says, and that, my brother, is your humanity.
0: Mm. I think Stefan thinks that this chess move is going to work because it worked last episode.
1: Had Tanner not walked in that moment, <laughs> giving Impulsive Damon the opportunity to be like, actually, fuck you. Yeah.
0: This is the first time that we've seen someone who's not like some towny rando, R.A.P. Darren Edbrook and, and Darren Inbrook 2.0. <laughs> Um, die in the, you know, it's, it's not exactly like a Game of Thrones level move because we hate Mr. Tanner. So there's still this kind of thing of like, they've got Damon as like this bad guy and he's treating specifically the female characters not so great, like so far in the core cast. Um, and he's treating Stefan obviously really poorly, but the fact that they had him kill Mr. Tanner, I'm like, that's kind of convenient because like, we hate Mr. Tanner, and so in a yeah. way, I think people watching are probably like, oh, thank you. You
1: know what I mean? Literally, I thanked them at the beginning of this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. So th- there's that thing of like, we're still reserving a little bit of like grace for Damon in a weird way. Because it's like he it's not like he just killed like Elena. It's not like he just killed Bonnie or Caroline. It's right. not you know, it's it's someone that we have seen bully other characters. How different do you think that moment would have been if he had instead killed Tyler instead of Mr. Tanner?
1: For me, would it have had the same? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have. I I would have been still like cool. Thanks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Same function, right? Yeah. But if it had been Matt, if he had like killed Matt, that would have like
1: moment. That would have been a big deal.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
1: not as big as if it had been like Caroline or Bonnie, because. You know, for the audience perspective, Matt's only real job is to be the ex-boyfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it seems that he's got some, like, okay qualities. You know, and actually, speaking of Matt, we see him stand up to Tyler for fucking once. Yeah. And he he says, this was over the line, even for you. Like, he lists he lists all the things that he doesn't like Tyler doing. Like, w- one of them being, screwing with my sister. Um, I think if this wasn't network television, he would have been able to maybe actually have a different thing to say there um but he's like more upset it seems to be that tyler is like bullying jeremy and stefan than his sister and i'm again i'm just wanting more gravity for the sexual assault that happened in the pilot
1: yeah they really just acted like that didn't happen at all
0: yeah they're not treating it like how it should be treated so
1: matt storms out and he leaves and finds tanner uh, and the cops have come. Oh,
0: not the cops. Oh. The animal control unit.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, the cops also have to be there to take the body away. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but specifically the animal control the unit.
0: The random bland white extra gets out of the car and it's like, animal control unit. And I'm like, all right.
1: Okay, Mystic Falls. It's fine.
0: And Bonnie is standing on the sidelines, her eyes filled with tears, um, having a pretty you know visceral reaction to this because she pieces together 81422.
1: Yeah, the building 8 license plate 14 in it and parking space 22.
0: And this is not like the birthday candles or a commercial. This isn't something light. It's the location of someone's death. So yeah. she's there's just more and more gravitas being brought to Bonnie and her power.
1: And you can see it on her face. She's both shocked and scared and Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then in the parking lot, you know, we see this like silent moment with Matt and Tyler where it's like you'd think something like their coach getting killed would maybe then help them to talk to each other about what just happened. But they just avoid each other. There's yeah, there's a lack of communication of vulnerability in their friendship.
1: And then at the bleachers, Jeremy is sitting there and Vicky comes up to him and she says it wasn't just for the drugs and leaves.
0: And a beautiful Moby song starts playing that I love.
1: Yeah, and up, just,
0: down, down, around. just <laughs> anyway.
1: no, kills me.
0: So good. And then we go back to the parking lot, um, where Elena is. She's got a lot of questions for Stefan. What kind of animal was it? Why would it come out of the woods and attack people in the town? And Stefan's like, "I'm not the animal control unit. Jeez, Elena, <laughs> I don't have these answers." <laughs>
1: Yeah, but he reassures her. He's like, you're fine. I'm fine. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs)
0: For now,
1: everything's fine. She's like,
0: I'm I'm, I'm fine, girl. I know it's a lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we get uh, another Stefan monologue. Well done. I think in contrast to the last one, this time he says, I thought that there was hope, but I was wrong. There's no good, no kindness, no love. While he's talking, we cut over to Damon, um, in Elena's room, watching her sleep like Edward Cullen or Angel from Buffy. What
0: is this trope of vampire yep. men lording yep. over it's sleeping really women? It's really creepy. But the thing, the thing about it in this specific moment that makes it a little bit not well it's it's still creepy but it's just juxtaposed with Stefan declaring that there's no love yeah. and no good and no humanity left in Damon that he's a monster must be dealt with and yet we see Damon have this like really tender moment gentle yeah, yeah where you can see that he's he's probably thinking about Catherine you know mm-hmm. or something I don't know or or you know we don't know what he's thinking but he's not eating her as he said right he would.
1: yeah yeah, and there's there's something there, right? Like, with knowing about what Stefan's saying about Catherine. And then this girl looks just like Catherine. And he loved her. There is something there. And, like, Stefan wasn't wrong when he said, that's your humanity. Like, and so he's not wrong. He might think he is because he then
0: tried to prove him mm-hmm. wrong and kill
1: Tanner. But he wasn't. Like, you can, and we see that in that moment.
0: I think Elena struck a chord with Damon when she was, like, having compassion for him. Absolutely. She's honest and straightforward with him, smarter than his games. There's a little respect there. And then the episode ends. Nikki, who are you taking and who are you staking? I'm taking
1: Stefan and I'm going to bring him to a nice spa where he can take a fucking breath. (laughs) Because I feel like he's been just trying to problem solve left and right and try to keep this big secret. And he did so good this episode and I was so proud of him. He was trying so hard. So I just want to like put Elena in like a little ravine room where she's safe and then like take Stefan to a spa so he can fucking chill. I think it would do him some good. And then I am staking Damon uh, but with one big enough that it can go through Tyler as well.
0: I love that you do double stakes. Always.
1: There's always at least two people I'm very annoyed at. Uh, Bridget, who are you taking and who are you staking?
0: I'm taking Elena to uh, an ASMR studio where she will whisper into a mic for hours all the people that she is not so that I can have something empowering to listen to <laughs> as I try to go to sleep at night that gives me chills. I am not. <laughs> I am not Beyoncé. I don't know, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm staking whoever's decision it was to put this wig on Catgram for this episode. Not, not a good wig. That's fair. Nikki, today's word of the day is glean. G-L-E-A-N. Glean. This is definitely a word that we had in AP English. It means... To gather grain or other produce left by reapers. Two, to gather information or material bit by bit. Three, to pick up after a reaper. B, to strip the leavings of reapers. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is Miriam Webster. Oh, oh, no. Then we have the fifth, uh, the fifth one is to find out. Or to pick over in search of relevant material.
1: Yeah. I think that's I think
0: that's more so what is used typically. <laughs> okay. Sixty seconds okay. we'll write a um a sentence. Alright, Nikki, what's your sentence? I said
1: Elena is able to glean from Damon's description of Catherine that both he and Stefan dated her.
0: Oh my gosh, we are so similar. I said we can glean a lot of information about Catherine's personality and her connection to the Salvatore brothers in this episode. Now we have our tarot card dedication. Bridget, who did you pick for? For Caroline, I picked the King of Wands reversed. Okay, please explain. All right, the King of Wands, right, is all about embodying leadership in a, like a totally unique way that's like original to you and doesn't depend on the approval of other people, and it really wants that like dynamic. Forward motion. Um, it wants action. It wants to use its energy to accomplish its goals, and Caroline embodies this in so many ways. I mean, she wants to jump Damon's bones. She ends up doing that or did that in the last cliffhanger, and then she wants to do cheer practice like perfectly. We see her being cheer captain, and she sees things that other people don't see. She's like, you know, concerned about like the signs and every is everyone in costume and like getting everything perfect. And the reason why I'm reversing this card, though, is because Caroline doesn't feel, um, satiated in her leadership position. She's still harboring that jealousy about Elena. This isn't canon, but it makes me wonder if Elena used to be cheer captain, and then Caroline took over for her when her parents died. Because she's still, like, bitter and not compassionate to Elena, and and Elena's on her team. Like, Elena is a part of the people that she's trying to lead, but, um caroline's leadership here just like kind of ferments and it becomes petty and she uses it as like a weird manipulative power play it's not all inclusive as it could be i think she's trying to lead but she's kind of got her eyes on elena's paper a little bit you know she's still comparing herself
1: i love it that's a good pick
0: who'd you pick for
1: i picked for Damon the nine of swords
0: amazing tell me why
1: okay so my thought process is that like If you want to infer that Damon, that Stefan's right, that like he does love Catherine and that he kind of uses that pain to torture Stefan and to be kind of self-destructive in the way that he like kind of just harms the things around him. We see that when Stefan tries to reach out and be like, this is like your humanity. And he's just like, absolutely not. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. So I think that like he has this passion, but he doesn't know what to do do with it Mm. so he tends to like explode in this way of like hurting others or like using others because like the minute he's called on something he seems to soften like when elena like calls him on stuff he like the moment when she's just like i'm sorry like you lost her too you can kind of see it in his face that he cares like he cares a lot but he puts on this shell of like I don't care about anything like they're all just whatever's for me to use so I don't know I think that in some way he's kind of torturing himself with this
0: wow I think that's wonderful that's a really good pick and that's
1: gonna be it for Friday Night Fights uh I've been your host Nikki
0: I have been your host Bridget
1: thank you for joining us and tune in next time to find out what the everyone's gonna do about the fact that they don't have a history teacher anymore.
0: Yeah. Will Bonnie find more birthday candles places? (laughs) Will Crow Paul Wesley make another appearance?
1: Oh, I hope so. He's lovely. Thank you all for joining us. Dear Diary, can't. I'm a loner.
0: Dear Diary, putting it in a nice bowl is not fooling anybody.
1: Dear Diary, I don't want to be a witch. Do you want to be a witch?
0: Dear Diary, oh, what are they doing? They're walking, 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 Yep, right into the sunset. Dear
1: diary, I don't know what happened in the past, but let's get one thing straight. I am not Catherine.